Good morning and welcome to the Peepus Room. It's Charlie. Hey, it's Chris in the Peepus Room. Hey, it's Joe and Peppus. <laughs> Hi, Bash. So oh. uh, we're running on a little different speed today uh, because we decided to record. It is Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, Easy like Sunday morning. But I'm a man of the people, and that's not going to stop me from giving my beer review. So. 10, 19 a.m., first one of the day. <laughs> Hi-Li IPA from Cigar City Brewing Company. Oh, you're one of those people. The merry game of Hi-Li provides inspiration <laughs> for the citrus-forward India Pale Ale with notes of clementine, orange peel, and caramel malt, creating an IPA that's both bold and approachable. Now, I'll tell you what, one sip in, it's a lot better than the one last week. Bold Where and approachable. Yeah, that's doesn't make sense <laughs> what um where do you get all these chuck do you have like a fun uh corner store by you or yeah so i've got a south loop market right by me that's like two blocks away i love it i'm in the process of finding a new apartment so i'm gonna lose my favorite store but mm. it's okay you know on to bigger and better things hey, uh, you and me both chuck we're both looking for apartments yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's fine. You know, I just feel like, you know, we sat down, we went through probably 25 different apartments, requested nine of them for tours. And mm-hmm. a week later, we have one tour scheduled. Well, that's not true. We had a tour on Friday. That one sucked. Uh, and then we have one tour scheduled today. So it's like, you put all this time and you get to see maybe one or two. Half of them were like, they're already gone. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, if you need a permanent solution, you can always just join the military and you get barracks for free. <laughs> Speaking so. of Joe, how was your uh, mission last week? How many throwing knife kills did you get? Oh, yeah. We went out to the field to shoot machine guns, which is always a really good time. Uh, the only problem is, is <laughs> so this dude that's underneath me, uh, he just got out of basic. So he's a little unfamiliar with like shooting some of the weapon systems. And we had to shoot 240, which is like a big machine gun. It's a big weapon system. And like, it's a lot to wrap your head around. And there's a lot of different moving components and stuff like that. And you need to know what you're doing. And mm-hmm. he just fucking clearly did not. Oh, God. And I was his TC. So I'm like watching him and like picking out target targets and identifying them with like binoculars. And at the end of his shooting, you're supposed to pull the charging handle, which, uh, you know, will eject any like rounds that are in the weapon system and it basically clears it so you're safe to be inspected and he didn't do that so after he was done shooting one of our sergeants like came by to look at his weapon system and he opened the feed tray and what happens if you don't pull the charging handle and someone opens that feed tray to look into the weapon system is it can cook around it can cook a live round and it's like it's a major hazard So the weapon system will get so hot that if there's a round in there that you don't extract with that like pulling handle, it'll it it can it yeah can blow up. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like shoot out of the gun, but it'll explode. It'll yeah, it'll just fucking explode. And so he didn't clear it right, and fucking the NCO uh, that like checked him 
obviously got really fucking pissed and like fucked up my guy for like 45 minutes. Ah. And I'm like watching from the side, like, God damn, like I get it. But also like, I feel really bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's tough. So that was my whole fucking shooting range experience, but that's just how the military is. Like you fuck up and you have to deal with corrective action. It's just part of the job. Yeah. I mean, like I talk about work sometimes and I hate when people are like, Oh, Someone's going to get in trouble at work. Like, uh-huh. you're adults, you don't get in trouble at work. Like, something's wrong and you fix it. Unless you're, exactly. like, being fraudulent. You yes. know? Like, unless you're no. doing something illegal, then you get in trouble. I feel like the no. military may be the exception to that. To that no, point. no, no. And that's really true. That's, like, a really good thing to bring up. And, like, I feel like I'm going to be excited when I leave the military, but there's also aspects that I'm going to miss. And, like you said, it's that kind of how we're direct and to the point, like on the job, that's super nice because no one beats around the bush. Like if you have an issue with someone, it gets brought up, uh, whether you're being, you know, cut and dry or maybe even a little like fucking angry about it, like shit usually gets resolved. I feel like the civilian side, like things work and function obviously, but I feel like, you know, some businesses are more prone to things like passive aggressiveness and like being afraid to like, you know, have confrontation and stuff like that. And I don't know. I feel like I'm going to miss that part about the army. I, I often find myself wishing people were just more fucking direct at work. <laughs> you don't have to do like the, the bullshit back and forth. Just tell me what you need. Yeah, exactly. And I'll do it. And let's move on with the day. Yeah. Right. So Joe, uh, I want to go around to everybody, but I'm curious, what does a Saturday night, like I said, we're on Sunday morning. What's a Saturday night look like in the barracks? Saturday night in the barracks? Yeah. Like, are uh, you guys, do you guys go out or like, do you hang around the bear? Like what, like, I have no concept of what you're allowed to do. So it's like, I mean, the best way I would describe it to someone who hasn't seen him is it, it's literally just like, it's a college dorm. You know what I mean? So like, we all live in a building. Everyone has their own room. Uh, there's two to a room. And the weekends, like, it kind of looks like a college dorm, honestly. Like, people are drinking, they're running around the hallways, like, they're, you know what I mean, like, running into other people's rooms, and everyone's just getting shit-faced. Me, on the other hand, I just, I take it easy, like, I don't know, I'm 28, so I'm, like, pretty low-key now, and, like, I just kind of hang out in my room, like, I'll play a video game, and, like, fucking, like, go work out, maybe go see a movie, but... Beat off. uh, Exactly. Yeah, that definitely is in there for sure. For Are sure. you guys allowed to like go off base though, <laughs> or like it's a movie theater on the base? So that's the cool thing is like our base and like most military installations have everything you need. So like our base has like a Buffalo Wild Wings. It has like a shopping center, a Starbucks, um, Chili's, like a nice. place where you can get a haircut, a fucking uh, grocery store. So you have all that. And then like obviously, if you have a friend of the car. Like you can go off base and do whatever the fuck you want in El Paso. Chili's is nice. My favorite thing at Chili's is you get the kitty chocolate milkshake and then it comes with chocolate sprinkles on top. That was always, that was always my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know this thing. Honestly, it sounds good right about now. Uh, Cause I even, I last night, uh, Camille had a friend in town from Asheville who uh, was her voice teacher and then um she played a show and like I wasn't really sure what type of music it was and it was like old-fashioned country music it was awesome 
it was like a small little bar that I passed by a million times. Place was packed out. Awesome music. Uh, couple bells Oberons while I was watching. Nice. It was a great night. Hell yeah. There you go. What do the songs sound like? Like, get a little bit of time in my rocking chair. It was, uh, I would say it's like a Dolly Parton vibe-ish. Okay. Um, like, oh my God, dude. She was, so the first song they played was off their EP. Um, the second song, she's like, some of you guys might know this one. Uh, if you do, sing along. And she goes, we got married in a fever. Hotter than a pepper sprout. You Chris, love that song. you remember the significance of that song? Yes. We, uh, Chris and I and some of our friends in high school, uh, senior year, went to Turks and Caicos for spring Yes. Break. And we went to this Irish karaoke bar on Tuesday. And there was this woman there that sang, uh, I think the song's called Jackson. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh my God, like, she's so good. Uh, that song was great. Like probably the best performer of the night. We go back to that same bar two days later and the same woman sang the same song again. She just (laughs) goes to the Irish bar on the Caribbean Island and sings one song every night, or at least that's how I like to imagine it. That's hilarious. That's that's her place. It's her song. That's like a wild move. That's like that weird lady at Mickey Finn's, that old lady that just goes there and like dances around. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, but there's a lady who does that. Love the dancing lady. Um, He's always at like Libertyville days and stuff too. Icon. What did you do yesterday? Uh, I also looked at apartments um, with Amy and we, I believe, so we, we went to one place. We saw two places. Um, one of the places we went, we had applied to already, but it was a very like um, informal application through email. So we were like, oh yeah, we really like the place. Like, uh, what's the next steps? And the guy was like, well, you are, you already applied. And we were like, what? And he's like, You're, yeah, if you want the place, it's yours. <laughs> and we were like, uh, okay. You haven't so, even yet? Yeah, so we kind of talked it out, and um, I think we're gonna sign a lease today. Nice. Did yeah. was was it uh like what neighborhood are you looking at, or what area of LA? Um, it's called like Mid Wilshire, which is actually where around where I lived when I first moved out here. So familiar with the area. Was that the one that I came and visited you at? Yes, it's like it's around that. there. Yeah, and there's like a new brewery there. Oh. Um, we're walking distance to like a ton of stuff. It's which is very rare for Los Angeles for those who don't know. Um, so it's pretty awesome. That's the biggest thing for me, man. Right now, like I am five minute walk from my gym, five minute walk from my grocery store, five minute walk from that's a beautiful thing. And plus restaurants and bars. Like it's yeah. so important to like that to me is as important as like the place itself. Yeah. It's very high up for me. Right. Yeah, it's okay. it's tough. It's tough to find that in Los Angeles, but we got lucky, especially because uh, my credit score is probably ass. And they were like, "You can have it if you want," and I was like, "All right." I did want to ask you guys something that was brought to my attention uh, this weekend. Have you ever heard of Cotard syndrome? Cotard. 
Cotard. No. no. Tard? Like, yes, like that. I was just trying to compare it to a word. <laughs> yes, it, it is. It's Cotard's syndrome. And it is, um, it's basically when someone thinks they are dead or they've oh. lost their soul. Really? What? Yeah. Dude, yes. there's some really strange medical, like, I don't know, like phobias and diseases out there. I'll say yeah. that much. I mean, it's, it's definitely like, it's sort of like a, um, mental disorder, but it is like, it's real. So I was going to say what I can say about that actually through experience is there is a disorder called depersonalization or derealization, um, which I've experienced before. Yeah. And it's super weird. And like, it's like, you can't even really articulate it. It's something you just kind of have to experience, which I hope you don't, Mm -hmm. but basically you just feel like detached from reality and you're kind of watching life from this like different perspective. Like it doesn't feel like you're in your own body. Um, and life's just kind of like passing by and you don't feel happy or sad. You're just kind of existing and it's like a real solidified feeling and it's super freaky. Um, so that's like the closest thing that like what you're describing that I would kind of correlate it with. Yeah. It sounds like something similar to that where you're just, you're just detached from reality and you're just like, no, that definitely is a thing that I felt. No, that's what it's called. How I feel every day. (laughs) wake up go to work enjoy the few hours you have and then back to the grind do it all again i looked life's passing us all by man if you ain't busy living get busy dying or whatever they say (laughs) so chris i I looked it up it's a rare mental disorder in which person the affected person holds the delusional belief that they are dead do not exist are putrefying or have lost their blood or internal organs. Huh. How did this come up? Um, I just heard about it when I was uh, listening to something, and I thought they were joking about, like, I thought they were making it up because of the name. It sounds ridiculous. And, so, <laughs> and for me, I don't like learning about new things like this. I feel like it's what they say when you go to a psychology 101 class where they're like, you're going to try to diagnose yourself, but like just knowing that these things exist now that's on my brain forever. And I might start to get that because I know about it. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love fucking factoids like that. Like you remember spike TV you used to have like mansers and all that shit. And like, they would just <laughs> yeah. overload your brain with like all kinds of information like that. And I fucking love it. Does beer make boobs bigger? <laughs> You know, the best thing that I got out of that show is that they say that the first stall in the bathroom is the cleanest because no one wants to take it because they think it's the dirtiest. And like, ever since I learned that, I've actually like, have done that. I believe that. But you don't have as much privacy, you know? Yeah, right. (laughs) You're closest to the door. There's nothing worse than like taking a crap and someone being like, hey, how are you doing? (laughs) I don't talk to anyone in the bathroom at work. It is a strict (laughs) rule I have where like my boss or my close friends at work can come in and it's like, dude, we're in the bathroom. There's nothing you have to say to me. No pleasantries. There's nothing that we have to talk about work right now. Like, let me do my business and get out. And I think I come off as kind of rude to people sometimes. Cause they're like, well, how you do? Hey, Charlie, how's it going? Good. Dude. You know, where you, you know where you see a lot of that though is like fucking like college parties and stuff. When you go into the bathroom or like, like a bears game. And like, yeah. there's always that drunk dude that's in there. That's like, oh, how's it going, everyone? That's different for me. Like, <laughs> like 
that's whatever it mine is specifically at work like right we're like I, you know if i'm at the bears game i would never go to a bears game unless they were playing the packers uh, <laughs> if i was at a game or like at a party like i'm choosing to be around those people like yeah. at work i'm there for money like mm-hmm. this is it's a one-way street i give you work you give me money like there's nothing in there about talking to people in the back right it's not a party environment. Like, you know, if you're at a bar or something, someone's like leans over to you at the urinal and's like, huh? like you might be like, what's up, but not at oh, work. Dude, I have such a fucking funny bathroom story at a bar that I like, don't think I can tell, but it is, it is the, the best. The one where save you it, bro- we'll broke the sink. If I don't, I'm going to just tell it on the next episode and we can talk over it. But Jesus, this is a good story. no it was at so after my brother got married we uh yeah i'll it's it's crazy dude (laughs) i'll I'll tell later save it save it it. make a note of it i have a bathroom story from yesterday so i i really wanted to go to brunch yesterday and so i got our friend sam and uh our friend kyle to go with me to this place bar casitas right down the street love this place awesome brunch um we go there and they seat us right by the bathrooms, which I don't love because people right. are walking by there. Um, and then this, you know, woman appears to be around our age is like walking up, looks like walking to the bathroom gets very close to me. And I notice like, why is this person so close to me? But like, I didn't look, I wasn't causing a confrontation. I was already three mimosas deep. Uh, wasn't just wasn't looking for it. And then I get a tap on the shoulder and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, am I getting hit on? I, I'm not conventionally attractive enough to just get hit on out of the blue. And I turn around. It's my cousin who lives three and a half hours away. (laughs) Oh, wow. Just like she was randomly up here celebrating a friend's birthday. And she found you in the men's bathroom. No, just at my table on her way to the bathroom. Oh, I see. Yeah. You you weren't pissing, and she's like, "No, howdy do, Charlie P." <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Um, when we were sitting there, though, and like I talked to her, or whatever, and I'm like, all right, let's do a shot before you leave. She walks back to her table, and our friend Sam goes, "Yo, who's that? She's hot." <laughs> I was like, "That's my cousin, bro." <laughs> and we had probably a solid five minute laugh on that one. That was good. Nice. I bought a round of shots for their table. It was a hundred dollars. I didn't expect it to be so much. Jesus. Yeah. How many people are at their table? Ten? Eight, nine. Well, it was eight at their table and then three at our table. So eleven shots, and they were ninety-nine bucks each. So what a nine dollars each. So ninety-nine. <laughs> bucks, so. What's the biggest bill you've ever racked up at a bar? Like fucking obviously price-wise. For just like on my tab. Uh, yeah. Like where you like woke up the next day and you're like, I, that was, that was something. Not that much. Maybe like 120. Yeah. I, um, one night in college, I bought two bottles. Okay. That's what I was looking for. So that was like (laughs) probably 500 bucks. Christ. Oh, damn. Yeah. Was this It was after I left Miami, but I went back to visit. So I had been, you know, I mean, Joe knows I had been working almost full time at the sports complex and at Mickey Finn's and doing community college. So 
the only thing we did was just hang out in my basement. I wasn't spending any money. So I was like, right. Fuck it, I'm going back. I'm like really going to blow oh, out. Dude, I totally forgot you worked at the sports complex. Yeah, dude. RIP. I think they closed and got bought up by a private company. Oh, wow. Seriously? Really? Yeah. Are they demolishing it that area or are they? No, just... I think a private company turned it into like their sports, like training facility. And I think it's more, I, I looked at it one time, like a, probably two years ago, a year ago at this point. So not a hundred percent sure, but I think it's like more of like a private training, like for just like sports and weights and stuff now. Got it. That's too bad. Sprouts. Yeah. I like that place, man. Between that and the pool, that's where I worked all through high school and college. Adler. Yeah. That place rocked until it didn't like you we used to work with all of our friends. And then like, Every summer, like one or two people would leave. And then the next summer, one or two people would leave. Mm-hmm. And then I looked around and was like, oh, I'm the oldest person here by like five years. Dude, at the end of the day, it's the people that make the job that like working here. There's a big uh, aspect of like what you're talking about with people coming and going. And like it makes you realize, yeah, it's it's who you work with, not where you work. At 28, are you like one of the older guys there? Uh, yeah. So like definitely in that. uh in that age group of like, yeah, I would say, um, older dudes, but there are, there are guys around my age for sure. But yeah, I would say like a majority of the people that are coming in are like, you know what I mean? 19, 20, 21. That's how I was going to say. I feel like you hear people like going right out of high school a lot and you went, you know, quite a bit later, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was definitely like, I was either doing it at 26 like when i joined or i wasn't doing it at all you know it was like this is the year like i can't i'm not joining when i'm like 29 like fuck that because i've like i've met people in basic training and like at my unit that fucking you know join late as shit it's just like no thank you how's your interactions been with gen z dude we talk about it all the time at work because granted like i would say for the most part i like a lot of the people that i work with but jesus like especially working in the army, you definitely see some of the issues that are coming with like these new generation of soldiers that are coming in, um, in terms of like entitlement and stuff like that. Like it's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Like some of these kids think that like we own the world and it's like, they've... dude, you like you join the military, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't get a say in this. Once you understand that you're not going to fight the flow, this job becomes way easier. The second you try to do all that shit and be an individual, like you're only making your life harder. So it's like, get with the fucking program or like get the fuck out. And you just have like these like defiant punks that like got everything that they wanted when they were younger and they just like suck at their jobs. Dude, I I think the big difference is, is you having worked in the real world. Like that's a huge part of it. Cause you know, I, I worked as a health inspector and then I switched to uh, Medline and I took a job that mostly is kids coming right out of college. Mm-hmm. So like I was in a similar situation, a little bit older, but just like having some sort of experience yeah, made the world of difference. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it absolutely helps. And um, fucking, but also at the same time, I will say like one of my like best friends here, his name is Sharf. The kid's like, he's 21. Like he's Sharf? still pretty Sharf. Like sharp, like shart, but sharp with an F. Got it, got it, got it. Um, and he's this, uh, yeah, he's this 21-year-old kid. And he's like, he's more squared away and more mature than like some of the people that I know my age. So it isn't always the case. 
Right. And upbringing is a big part of it. And when you hear this kid talk about his childhood and like his dad and his mom, it starts to make sense. Like you see that the discipline was there and he's just, he's this really, really squared away kid. And he's fucking, he's only 21. You sound yes. like Dave Pant right now. I know you want to fight him, but I think it's because <laughs> it's just so similar. <laughs> it was there with the children. Yeah. Also a big, I feel like a big thing with Gen Z is just, they've had a touchscreen phone since they were five <laughs> so like that's where that they've been so used to instant gratification that like uh-huh. that's how they have to they feel like life is lived well that's yeah. like a wild thing not for their me. fault like that's a fair point i when i like if we used to hang out after school in like elementary school like i just mm-hmm. told my parents that was that's what i was doing and then i did it and mm-hmm. then i would like they would call your mom to be like, Hey, like we're going to come get Charlie now. Yeah. I remember the first time, like we used to play football after school. Sometimes my mom would give me her cell phone so that I could call the home phone Mm -hmm. to tell her to come pick me up when we were done. Like, I didn't, I don't think I got my first cell phone until I was like 12, maybe. Yeah. And like my brother got one at the same time. He was seven. (laughs) Right. And it was just a fucking brick. <laughs> I remember on the With last some numbers day, on it. It. Was a, it was a flip phone. I was very happy it was a flip phone because my parents had always had the Nokia bricks, which at the time were not cool. Um, <laughs> but it didn't have a picture on it. And I remember the last day of sixth grade, everyone was going around like taking pictures. And I just opened my phone and pretended like I was taking pictures so I could fit in with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a time. All that everyone was listening to there was emo, the music. emo music. My and parents wouldn't even spring for a fucking iPod. I had a Zune and they gave me $5 to the Zune store. <laughs> I had five songs. It was like um, uh, Iron Man, uh, Beverly Hills, uh, one of the uh, Danny California and like mm-hmm. two other songs. And so I listened to those five songs on repeat. You didn't have any uh bullet for my Valentine? No, not at the time. <laughs> Honestly, I would have preferred the iPod preloaded with the U2 album because at least I would have had more than five songs. Yeah. You didn't have the Tyler Garrett soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you do a really good uh bullet for my Valentine song impression. <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't know if I can do that. Come on. I'm like trying to think of what it is. It's the only reason I'm not. But uh, what was I going to say? I feel like I was like like everyone that I know, like when I think of them, I always have like a soundtrack that's associated with that person. Like when I think of like Blake Dobson, I immediately think of Incubus. When I think of <laughs> Graham Crawford, I immediately think of ska music. Yes. When I think of Tyler Garrett, it's yeah, it's fucking it's like Crossed my heart. Music. Hope to die. Did you say yeah, ska like, music for Graham? Scott? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like there's a ska band just like walking 10 yards behind Graham. (laughs) (laughs) It's when the kid ska music plays when the kid at Chuck E. Cheese gets an extra mozzarella stick. Someone said that in a meme and it's so true. (laughs) Um, Well, I I don't want to knock us off track. We've got about eight minutes left. A couple things I wanted to say. Um, Please let us follow you on Instagram. It's the peepus pod. And Twitter, the Peepus Pod. Follow us back if you want. You don't have to. We're just gonna follow you. 
um, please go on. If you like the podcast, go on and like, and subscribe. Um, Peter Piscadero left a raving review. One of our many fans on, um, on Apple. And was there one from, uh, Polly Pistol? Polly Pistols? Yeah. Um, she wrote- are these real people? He's yeah. Polly Pistols, P-Piss. Wait, who Piscadero, P-Piss. <laughs> yeah. They're real people. I, yeah, our podcast saved someone's life. They decided not to kill themselves. <laughs> we got through to them. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of that, uh, we didn't get, listen, we like your guys' feedback. So if you listen to the episode and you like stuff or don't like stuff, leave a comment, let us know. You don't have to be so mean about it, though. Yeah. Uh, our, our very good friend, Billy the Kidman, called us crying when he heard what people were saying about that episode and honestly i i don't want to have to deal with a sad billy anymore so yeah be be nice to our guests it's not their fault they're so dumb (laughs) did you listen last week joe what's up did you listen last week no but i heard chris was telling me before i hopped on that uh like I don't know, one of you guys was doing an Australian accent or some shit. No, it was Billy. Our we tried guest. something out. We tried something out. <laughs> um, I guess then maybe we can start jumping into the final thoughts. Um, this is going off of the uh the fuck. Dead air, dead air, yeah, dead air. Dead air. I'll I'll just I'll just say um I won't apologize to my sister Addie uh for texting her bloody cunt fu- <laughs> bloody cunt charts uh Addie sorry about that why i don't know <laughs> it didn't seem like she was too happy when i, when I said that yeah i i understand why you had to apologize i'm asking why did you say that i don't know I maybe I was trying to defend Billy the Kidman too much. Got it. Got it. It's a free world, free country. Um, so Addie, sorry. And then uh thank you to <laughs> our peepers, anyone who's texted me. Um, Matt, thank you for listening. Sydney, thank you for listening. We like we like your support. Keep listening to the peepers room, you goddamn peepers. Recommend it to your friends. Yeah. Joe, any final thoughts? uh final thoughts um i recently just got my first tattoo so like i guess that's the first thing that comes to mind that was sweet yeah. you i think you sent a picture to us first maybe uh yeah as yeah. i was getting it yeah i was i was messaging you guys yeah. but yeah it's the first one i ever got and um i don't know it was just a cool experience like getting the artwork done on you know your body but also at the same time like the entire process was a lot of fun and picking out an artist and yeah i definitely plan on getting more in the future hell yeah yeah that's good man thank you appreciate it yeah well maybe we can post it to the instagram so everyone can see it it's pretty sweet and edit it so it says peepus yeah if we get if we ever get to if we get to five thousand listeners on a single episode i'm setting a high bar yeah five thousand episodes on a listeners on a single episode i'll get a peepus room tattoo okay i'll do that and we can let the we'll we'll get a couple designs made and we'll have the listeners vote on Instagram or Twitter. Okay. Sounds good. I'm about that. I hate needles, by the way. I have one tattoo and it took maybe two minutes to do and I fainted. 
You weren't a fan. What? You weren't a fan of the sensation and everything. No, from, it. I just yeah. hate needles and it hurt. It, yeah, and I passed out. I have a picture of it. Maybe I'll post that as well on the PS. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get. I'm. I'm gonna. I have one I have in mind that I want to get. Um, but I'm waiting until summer's over. Cause like, I want to be able to go swimming if the option comes up, you know? Right. You got about a month left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's a month waiting for something for the rest of your life. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So my final thought, uh, the highlight IPA, I'm giving it, uh, this is a great beer. I'm giving it a three thumbs up. One of my personal favorites, although I ordered it on GoPuff this time and I meant to do the six pack and it came as a 12 pack, which like more beer usually isn't a problem, but like try to cut down a little bit during the week and Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. Um, So that does make it tough. But my final thought is about goblin time. I've been meaning to talk about this for a couple of weeks. Goblin time is, is time where you, you get like a goblin and you get in your cave with all your treasure for me. It's Sunday night from about 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. I order whatever I want from Uber Eats. I don't count the calories. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much protein I'm getting. I'll have a couple of beers. I'll put on some TV. I'll eat in my bed, which I never do. I'll be having some goblin time tonight. And I hope that Joe, Chris, all the peepers and peepats out there, I hope you guys find some goblin time this week. Yeah. For me, it's yeah. like math in an alley, but, you know, to each their own. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that, you know, that counts as goblin time. I like whatever it is to you. Goblin time isn't a; it's not a uh, scheduled, regimented thing. It's a prescription to take some time for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Sorry, I just unpaused my game on accident or intentionally. <laughs> was it just yelling? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the Street Fighter. Like <laughs> someone's head was like just being bashed into a wall. Mortal uh, Kombat 13? No, Last of Us. Ah, Last that's us. your tattoo, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Sweet. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I got for you guys. Any final, final thoughts? No, thanks for listening, all those peepers. Yeah, thank you. No, now get, get the out. fuck out. People's room closed. <laughs> Yeah. Go out there and the door. suck some dick. Don't let it yeah. hit the way out. Suck some cock. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>